It is the middle ground between light and shadow, between science and superstition, and it lies between the pit of man's fears and the summit of his knowledge. This is Time Enough Podcast. Howdy, it's Time Enough Podcast where we talk about the Twilight Zone and beyond. This is Matt here. It's a Luke day. Hi, Luke. Yo, what it is, what it is. This is your first season tour, right? Uh, Yeah, my first recording. I actually watched one that we were going to do with a guest and then we didn't. Which one was? Oh, right, right, right. Okay. Got got you. That one is, is happening soon, but that, that's neither here nor there. Today's episode is a most unusual camera. Have you owned any unusual cameras? I haven't owned many cameras because most of my picture-taking life I've had camera phones. Right. Um, yeah, I owned Polaroid. I've owned a digital camera or two. I think I owned... Oh, I owned a Game Boy camera. There you go. That's an unusual okay. camera. Okay. Mine was a Lomo. Do you know Lomo? I know Lobo. No, these were... Oh, um, man. These were Soviet-made cameras. Sick. Um, but the lens was especially f- funky. Mm. Like lots of weird contrasting color. And then you could put as many exposures on a piece of film. Like it wouldn't advance unless you told it to. So you could just keep shooting on the same okay, piece I of film. And enjoying this. <laughs> I, I quite enjoyed it. I still have it somewhere. But uh, of course today's camera is, is a little more like uh, trippy, I guess. You know. I meant to check. When was the Polaroid invented? I, oh, you should have checked. Um, I feel like, yeah, it might have been like slightly after this. Yeah, you could check that while I uh, do some trivia and get back to us with the Polaroid. Yeah, give me some Polaroid trivia. Air date for this was December 16th, 1960, and was written by Rod Serling. Director John Rich was all over your TV set for decades. He won Emmys for episodes of The Dick Van Dyke Show and All in the Family, and he co-produced MacGyver in the 80s with Henry Winkler. That's kind of some weird trivia. Chester is played by Fred Clark. Clark appeared in films such as Sunset Boulevard and White Heat in the 50s and transitioned to television by the 60s. He showed up in uh, shows such as I Dream of Jeannie and The Addams Family and was a regular on The George Burns and Gracie Allen Show. Jean Carson was Paula. She's best known as one of the fun girls on The Andy Griffith Show and appeared with Peter Sellers in The Party. Serling actually wrote this episode with her in mind for the role. Woodward was played by Adam Williams. You may remember him as the sailor from The Hitchhiker. Do you remember? Oh, okay. Okay, you got that connection. There we go. No, you no, were no. I, I didn't until now, but okay. Well, that's what I mean. You, yeah, I yeah. just watched you make the connection. It's exciting. Um, outside of the zone, he appears in films such as The Big Heat and North by Northwest, and he did a lot of TV guest roles, including a recurring part on Bonanza. Your waiter tonight is Marcel Hilaire, though he also did the French shtick in the film Sabrina with Audrey Hepburn. He was actually a German Jew who spent much of his earlier life evading the Nazis. Then he got bored or something and took a bureaucratic job with the German government under Albert Speer and almost got himself executed. Uh, He will return to the Twilight Zone, but it sounds like he'd already been living in it for a few decades by this point. You got our, our yeah, Polaroid Yeah, apparently bits. Polaroid were out their first instant camera in 1948. Oh, okay, so... It didn't look like, you know, what we think of as a Polaroid, but yeah, it could 
print you off a little picture there and then. Okay. okay. Well, this one, I mean, the whole shtick is like it didn't seem to have anything to put film in or get it out of. So. Yeah, well, it looked like a super old-timey camera, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Well, that's that the whole point. Um, I'm handing you the prologue. It's right there. You see it. Mm -hmm. So that or you're going to start reading the trivia again, I guess. And Hotel Suite, that, in this instance, serves as a den of crime. The aftermath of a rather minor event to be noted on a police blot there. An insurance claim, perhaps a three-inch box, on page 12 of the evening paper. Small addenda to be added to the... I don't know what accent I'm doing anymore. <laughs> I went through like three. <laughs> Bonjour, je m'appelle. Small addenda to be added to the list of the loot. A camera, a most unimposing addition. Nope. Addition to the Flotsam and Jetsam that it came with. Hardly worth mentioning, really, because cameras are cameras. Some expensive, some purchasable at five and dime stores. But this camera, this one's unusual. Because in just a moment, we'll watch it inject itself into the destinies of three people. It happens to be a fact that the picture that it takes can only be developed in the toilet zone. Oh, you came back at the end, like a... Like chomping back in yeah. after chomping out. Well, I knew I could do three words and stay French. I just couldn't, couldn't guarantee <laughs> any more than that, apparently. Have you ever injected yourself directly into the destinies of three people? Um, well, I've never had a foursome. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, this is a weird group of people. Well, I guess it just starts at the two, right? Um, kind of. So right off the bat, like the second time, I watched this twice. I didn't, I didn't watch this quite as many times as some other ones because because mm. I had actually mixed it up with another episode. But <laughs> but um, I kind of felt like I was watching J.J. Jamerson. Did you get that yeah, vibe uh, off of him? Like obviously not as good as the J.J. J.J. Jamerson we have, but but I, I think I think you mentioned this in your trivia. Is this a, a Rod one? Yeah, because. Who's the guy who kept writing those episodes that end with people falling out the window? <laughs> I was sure this was one of his. Okay, The Fever. I think he wrote The Fever. Okay. I, I guess that's Rod Stick. Uh, perchance to Dream had someone falling out. Yeah. Are those real Rod episodes? I, perchance to Dream might not be. I guess it's just like... I feel like there was two where it happened and they were the same writer. Because mm. I remember it being a thing like, oh, I guess that's just this guy's thing. Well, I just named two or off the bat yeah, there, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. And this one, it does become rather ridiculous because <laughs> at the end, he's just kind of looking out the window and then he falls out. Yeah, yeah. If, if, you th if you view it as... He's taking the piss out of how often he uses that, then it works. Because, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in the, you know, otherwise, yeah, the fever or pretends to dream, it's, it's kind of weird, but mm. it's just the one guy, and, and they are in a state of delirium. Where in this one, they're oh, just the like, one where he, he stumble bumming out. Well. Hmm? The one where he can live forever as well. I wasn't the window, but there was still a lot of tripping and falling off roofs. Oh, his wife falls off a yeah. roof, yeah. Although, yeah, because he was going to jump, right? Mm. And then she fell off. So I guess people just have like bad balance in the Twilight Zone. I, I mean, I was about to say it was kind of close to the Depression, but you're like 30 years out. <laughs> but yeah, I guess that's still a, an image in people's heads. Twilight Zone throws off your balance, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. No, but yeah, and this is an odd one because it is a fun little episode. But the idea could have been a really cool, scary episode instead. Oh, yeah, yeah, there's a lot you could have done with that that could have... Here was just like, oh, there's a person. That person will be here soon. You didn't get to see the photo of the bodies. Maybe that would have been properly scary. Maybe. Hmm. I think the fact that it only did five minutes <clears throat> meant they couldn't do anything, like, super, like, tense with it. Mm. If it had been like they take an episode at the start of the... A picture at the start of the episode, <coughs> it's not dead, and then it happens. I don't know. 
Yeah. But yeah, no, as a fun... Once I accepted this was just a comedy one, it is one of the, the more enjoyable. Yeah, because it does... I mean, like you said, there is a, a bit of you know dread in just getting that future picture. Mm. Although, realistically, your future picture would most likely be of nothing. Like, Woodward comes through the door and they have the photo, and he, he was only in the door for, like, two seconds. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I, I don't know if it's, like, maybe, maybe the I camera... I think it's, it's, it's creating futures. Mm. I don't think it's... Yeah, because it's very much chance they happen to take the picture when he's um, going to come through the door. They happen to take the picture of her with the coat. Like they never, yeah, like you say, they never take one, and it's just like, oh, here's that same door five minutes later, still yeah. unmoved. <laughs> I'll, really I'll, boring storytelling, but still. Right. I don't think it's five minutes anyway. I think that's a spit take guess. Yeah. Seems to be a lot less than that. Yeah. But you know, the episode like has to move along, right? You don't, like you said, waiting five minutes in a twenty-five minute episode is quite a time sink. Yeah, like, I don't think the camera is. I think the camera is aware of what it's doing. Like it's a it's a Twilight Zone force, right? So you're saying it has some some uh, agency to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's but making... it, it, it like it either creates these events or it chooses to show them once something happens. I feel like they were really angling for some trouble with the horse races. Like you, they could have finessed that a little more. They took what yeah. they say they took six photos there. Yeah, that means they cashed in six times and didn't like put in like a perfunctory loss or anything. Mm. It's like you know win to lose to then win to and just make sure the ones where you're winning you're winning more, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's no, you just don't bet as much on the ones where you lose. Yeah, that's my point. Yeah, you finesse a little bit, right? Which they, I mean, these folks were super obvious. So. Well, yeah, they were cartoonishly dumb. All three of them. <laughs> They were like that great comedy trope where it's like the smart one is just the one who's slightly less of an idiot than the other two. <laughs> right, right. Because <laughs> like, she had like a... I assume that's not the actress's natural voice. <laughs> like, she's got to be putting on that voice. <laughs> and I thought she was cartoonish. And then their brother turns up who's just a complete <laughs> nimrod. <laughs> well, um, yeah, and maybe that's the voice she was doing in the Andy Griffith show or something. Like, like I said in the trivia, it seems that she was actually always intended for this role, so that could okay. be kind of her... Sh like, it, it, if she's affecting the voice, it is apparently her shtick, so... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, you know, sort of like the character actor you'd know at the time, and now it's like, oh, there's someone in a film. Yeah. Or a TV show, in this case. Well, I mean, I'm not saying that it's a completely put-on voice, but I'd imagine she plays it up, right? Mm. And then, yeah, he, he was just a... But kind of funny. <laughs> yeah, that is probably how J. Jonah Jameson acts around his wife. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, that's that's my point. It's like, uh, yeah, obviously being several years before the creation of Spider-Man, you know, um, mm -hmm. he's obviously not doing J.J. I just, like, felt the vibe a little bit. <laughs> oh, yeah, just mustachioed, grumpy bastard businessman. Yeah, I just thought... In this case, jewel thief. Hey, he kind of looks the same, yeah. yeah. I mean, and then, like you said, they are kind of nimrod of thieves. Uh, what they do, they, they heist the... Um, antique shop for a bunch of uh, frauds yeah but worth nothing <laughs> so yeah that that's that's a thing i guess i mean the brother escaped from prison yeah i mean presumably he was dragged along by the other guys are you sure he didn't just get paroled he literally says me and some guys escaped to the laundry oh right right yeah yeah good point okay <laughs> he was brought there by the camera so i was just going by the uh by the she's like oh he's definitely there for seven years I'm like are you sure yeah I, I i was expecting it to just be like oh yeah they let me out early because mm, yeah you know especially like crimes that apparently are not particularly incendiary you know what was he yeah. in for it was, it he was, was he'd also been doing some stealing yeah, yeah, he yeah, said yeah. we're just three small-time heisters so. right so what are you going to use your camera for mm. 
I guess I would do a bit of the old gambling like they did. That seems. Well, let's see. You're in that's Nagano, the most efficient way to make some. Dollar. Yeah, you're in Nagano, Japan. I don't. We do have horse racing in Japan, but not here, and you'd have a language barrier. Yeah, issue. I would just. I'd go back to. I go back to Cheltenham and do it. Okay. <laughs> um, Could you sit on your ten photos that long? Yeah. Okay. But because it's so, if we're assuming it is just like five minutes or so, like, I don't know how many like real useful applications there are for it. Yeah. Like it's all gonna be. It's good. Like, yeah, you can make some money, but I couldn't use it to like do super heroics or anything. Right. I just. just take random pictures and hope there's going to be a crime in the next five minutes. Like, <laughs> How much time would you need to have to be a superhero with this unusual kind of camera? Three days. Does that make you a superhero? I guess what Does you that would make do you Jesus? is you would take a picture of the... If it was like three days, mm. take a picture of the newsstand. Mm. And then like, oh, that's a terrible headline. I'll make sure that doesn't happen. Well, that's kind of like the show Flash Forward, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, 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 no. It was it was second edition. So Flash Forward is different. That's where, like, Flash Forward is where everyone blacks out. And... There's some show from like the late '90s where like someone got like Tomorrow's News every day. Yeah, I, I, that sort of rings a bell. And it was terrible, and I think it got canceled quickly. But it's, yeah, it's, the it's concept's worth mentioning, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, with just the five minute application, I can't. I guess if you go to like real dangerous things like shuttle launches, mm. take a picture, then you can be like, okay, it's safe, guys. It does take off. Artemis is still there. But again, if we've also, if we've only got the 10, you know, how many useful things can I do? Well, I think the superhero version of the camera would probably take more than 10. And yeah. like they said, hey, they never proved that French guy was right. What did he know? Should we talk about that character for a second? Yeah, that's kind of where I was segueing <laughs> to. He just comes out of nowhere. Well, he, he comes in just at the start just to give them that translation. I was like, okay, fair enough. That's makes sense in the plot. And then at the end, he's just like, oh, those two guys are dead. I'm going to go steal all that woman's money. Well, she got over their death quite quickly, too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God, everyone's dead, and I have a pile of money. Okay, fair enough. Yep. <laughs> In that case, her reaction, I suppose, was kind of correct. Yeah. Well, yeah Cold, were... unfeeling, but kind of correct. But she, um, she was standing by letting him do it. She could have clocked him over the head with a... Ming vase or something. He didn't look particularly tough. Well, he had the um, he had some kind of like smug barrier. Mm. He was so smug about it, you like couldn't take action against him. And then yeah, he I didn't. We don't even see how he fell out the window. Well, he was just shocked by the fact that there was another body, and then he lost his balance because you lose balance in, in the, the twilight, twilight zone. zone yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I guess we'll power into those questions then. Um, this is one of those easier ones, I guess, to think about because there's only like four people in the episode, basically. So, who went into the Twilight Zone? Oh, four of them, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Well, again, though, the French waiter guy was he of the Twilight Zone? He was quite not. He's he was knowledgeable, but he still died because he was an idiot. Because everyone in this episode was an imbecile. He didn't have any knowledge that seemed to come from outside of was in the episode. I think he was of the Twilight Zone. Okay. He seemed to make us... He, he, it was like he was already kind of familiar with that kind of camera. He just read that it said 10. <laughs> yeah, okay. Anyway, just kind of weird. He, he seemed knowledgeable. Like, you know, like the joke in a Wes Anderson, you know, yeah. a cross between somewhere between Agatha Christie and Wes Anderson where you have the uh, knowing but not knowing sort of character. Grand Budapest Hotel sort of thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> I think it was just efficient writing, you know. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. He came in to give them information they needed at that point. Right. So maybe I just thought that was a little too tied up and weird. So yeah, yeah. Um, although it gets back to my question though, um, if you die, d- does that what does that mean about your trip in a twilight zone? Because we uh, when we were talking about the the seasons as a whole, it's like oh the people deepest in the twilight zone. It's like where do you go from here, right? Yeah. Where they're dead, you don't go anywhere from there. You're dead, right? Yep, yep, yep. So do we miss a layer there? I guess I was hoping that. Because yeah, the once those two had died and she took a picture of them, I was hoping for something more interesting than just the other two characters also die. <laughs> like if the picture had shown them in hell or something, that would have been a cool twist. I don't think you can do that. Not in the sixties, no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Four years later, in uh, Star Trek's The Cage Pilot, they show Pike in hell, right? They have done. They had an episode set in hell. Yeah. Possibly oh, yeah, the devil shows up and, like, uh, showed up a few weeks ago. Yeah. yeah. So, I don't know. Maybe maybe we should have had some hell. Bring, well, bring on the hell. You know, in Ghost, where they, the, the hands go up and drag them down. Right. If the photo had shown that. <laughs> oh, yeah, that'd be that'd be totally cool. Okay. Yeah. But, um, yeah, yeah, she does kind of, like, just blithely take a picture of that. It's like, oh, I need to get a memory of... Why is she taking it? No. Yeah, she's like, for posterity, boys, or something like that. Why is she use that camera for posterity? That's stupid. Maybe she was checking they were dead. Oh, like they're going to run off or something. Or like if the picture had shown the police had arrived, she'd be like, right, well. But then she didn't notice that there was her body down there. So. <laughs> well, she didn't look closely at the photo. Yeah, she It could have been anybody. Didn't look closely at anything in the whole episode. Didn't notice herself wearing a fur coat. <laughs> <laughs> so everyone deserves everything they get in this? Is that yes. what they deserve? <laughs> I don't know, because... The French guy was almost like petty larceny. Yeah, the French guy was almost, you know, like, like disassociated until he decided to just start smugly taking all. The to money. me, he was the most detestable criminal of all four. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm just saying the first, his first appearance, he's not. Second yeah. appearance, he is. So but that's why he's so unlikable. Because yeah, he just like, oh, this woman is now unable to defend herself. I'm gonna go and take her for everything she's got. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So he's most deserving, okay. And yeah, and like petty like, thugs. I mean, they like like because he was saying like that. Um, the shop they knocked over through insurance, they're gonna be better off than if they hadn't been robbed because they were lying about everything's value. So there are a couple of Robin Hoods. Yeah. So they don't deserve any of it. They should. Well, like um, I heard somewhere, I think it's like a crack.com article, but I've seen it multiple times since. If like Spider Man and that did exist, uh, banks would probably prefer they don't intervene. <laughs> Because they've got insurance against just being burglarized. They don't have insurance for costume vigilante smashing up the store. That's a very Spider-Man story. In fact, yeah. have they done that? Haven't they done that They probably before? have done one where yeah, the bank tries to sue him afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that seems like a very Peter Parker thing to happen. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's uh, Incredibles as well, right? Oh, right, right, right. <laughs> So, yeah, yeah, that's, that's why we don't support vigilantes in proper society, I suppose. But, yeah, all I'm saying is this, like, someone knocking over a store is not the, the worst criminals in our world right now, you know? <laughs> yeah, they, they have white collars. And then <laughs> taking a gambling establishment for all of its money, I don't think that makes them a villain at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, okay, so maybe they don't deserve The worst this. thing they did was... Well, obviously, they did get into a knife fight and kill each other, but <laughs> they were being driven insane by a Twilight Zone camera, so you can't put that entirely on them. Okay, so we'll we'll put the, the fringe guy at the deepest pit of hell, then. Yeah. Okay. 
Does, does, the so spider does, can die down and save the other three. Does, uh, what, what's her name again? I forget her name. I don't remember anyone's name in this episode. Okay, uh, Chester. Chester Chest, was the brother. Chester the molester. No, Chester is the, the JJ guy. Okay. Paula, she's a girl. And then Woodward's Woodward, the, uh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Because <laughs> his head's thick as a block. Um, Paula. I guess Paula would be second most detestable, though, because she's just kind of like, eh, whatever. Yeah, she didn't money. seem to care when her husband and brother both died. Right, they just got into, they just had a little, yeah, they had a knife fight. So, <laughs> by a window. Don't have. Why was the window open? Uh, the camera opened it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so the camera is responsible for everything. Yeah. That's why it's unusual. Well, okay. that's true of all TV shows, is it not? Mm. Uh, so what is the tripometer rating for this one then? Um. I guess it's like a. Huh. Huh. Okay. It, it was more amusing than trippy. Yeah. I, I, they had two pictures left before. Well, I mean, they took all ten in the end, but at the at the climax of the episode, they had two pictures left, right? Yeah. That's two. Okay. That's two on the tripometer. Sure. Yeah. It, it's a, it, it is a little more of just a goofy episode. The camera itself being trippy, I guess that's the thing. There's the promise of the concept being well, like way trippier, but, but the, it's not. Yeah, the num- if I was going to give it a number, it'd be low because the concept could have been trippy. Yeah. But they didn't really give me that. So, oh yeah, well. You could have gone to like the ring kind of creepiness, right? Whereas. Showing people's deaths and all that sort of thing. Yeah. I mean, this is one where it never really just... Yeah, it doesn't... It, 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 again, it's, it's well made, but uh, this is one I don't think I'm going to like. It's like remember. Shakespeare, right? Where the comedies, I'm sure, were great in their time, but they <laughs> don't age as well as the other tragedies. And the... I'm kind of thinking, if you go back to the 30s, you get the screwball comedy, which I guess this is a little bit like. Mm. But, but it doesn't... I mean, it's not as funny as a good screwball comedy. I guess, comedy. yeah. I, I can go back and watch... 1930s Bugs Bunny cartoons all day long. So. Yeah, I mean, I'm t- do you know Screwball? Like, um, yeah, it's like design a s- for living, I think, one, or, um, you know, like some of the Preston Sturges stuff. Uh, there. You've talked about them before. I'm, I'm picturing, like, the. Um, My Man Godfrey. No, who are the famous. Smarks Brothers. Yeah, yeah, Marks well, Brothers. That, that's a little different than why I'm talking. Screwball tends to be high society stuff with okay. just like lots of witty um, dialogue and stuff. Like, like not just like absurdist, like insane dialogue, like the Marx Brothers. But, okay. uh, yeah, I mean, but I my point I'd is, it's, it's, it's <laughs> that style of writing from the '30s. Actually, besides the fact that they have that mid-Atlantic accent, yeah. and uh, tends to hold up pretty well. Like it still sounds relatively witty. Where these folks, I mean, maybe because they're petty thugs or somewhat bereft of wit. Yeah, yeah. They're, yeah. they're just they're, we're laughing at them, not with them. Oh yeah. <laughs> the irony is like smart humor kind of stays smart. But dumb humor just gets dumber and dumber with each decade. Like, yeah. How about the Stooges? I mean, these, these folks are kind of like Stooges, right? They're, yeah, but they don't. Com- they don't compare to like. If, imagine if this was made with like Will Ferrell and um, John C. Riley as the brother. Or <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that could work pretty well. Yeah. No, 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 it'd be either Will Ferrell or John C. Riley as the brother, and then like a Vince Vaughn type <laughs> as Chester. <laughs> No, I, I think a super serious Will Ferrell could work as Chester. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> who would be the lady? I'm trying to think. Um, oh, I don't Amy know her Kohler. name. Would she be good at that? No, I'm thinking, who was the one who was the wife who cheated with John C. Riley and Step Brothers? Oh, okay. Well, that, we'll go with her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I, to my shame, I remember all the guys' names in these comedies and none of the women's names. <laughs> but they're all over the posters and stuff, so... Anyway, I guess the, I, I guess I said Amy Poehler because that was my first thought for that's a modern. She's def- like one of the only female comedians whose name I know. <laughs> huh? Oh, that's her vibe too, though. Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, 
I guess we'll put this one where we finish. What do you do? It's a disposable camera. You finish the 10, you throw it away. I think as soon as it hits a new owner, it gets 10 more. Yeah, it's like, like a, genie a genie in that yeah, way. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I guess that's I'm one. sure. Actually, that was my thought watching the first time. I like, now that the French guy has it, doesn't that mean he's like the new owner? So that that's his first picture. Possibly. So maybe it's just one on a triple meter because it did have properly have one photo left. Yeah. Now, did the French guy even take a picture? He... T Oh, no, he just counts. He just looked at he? her picture, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he had all ten. He totally wasted. So not only is he detestable, he's an idiot. So everyone is so is an idiot, I guess, is the, the bottom line. Yeah, I think we've, we've established that long ago. Yeah, yeah, just... just including me and including you. <laughs> yeah, I'm just, I'm just making... I'm just putting that down as the mission statement of uh, this particular podcast episode. Uh, if you want to hear other podcasts, we podcast lots of stuff. You can support us on Patreon. Podcastio Podcastius, where you'll also find our Sci-Fi Sanctuary. Matt and Luke's Sci-Fi Sanctuary, because those are people talking to you. Uh, you got Luke Loves Pokemon. You got Monster Mash. You got a game game show. You got oral hygiene sometimes. Right. Some, yeah, yeah. Okay, we've said all those things. It's like, yeah, okay. Anything else you want to throw? Anything going on those? Um... And I'll go and check out episode 24 of Game Game Show to hear the puzzler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you, if you want Luke to really drive you insane like a Twilight episode. Well, more like a Batman episode, right? It's me slowly driving myself and three other people insane for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm going to take a picture. When you take a picture, Matt, it'll last longer. Five minutes longer. Dosage. 
Set you for the perfect prescription Dripping through the footage, yeah I'm gonna rip it up I'm gonna let everything in I'm breaking every rule Yes, committing no sin There's no secret, everyone We're all counting clouds in the void Documenting rituals on the run Paintings on celluloid Gonna rip it up Gonna let everything in I'm breaking every rule Yet committing no sin Gonna rip it up